Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Arrahmanir rahim. Maliki yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. Ihdina as-sirata al-mustaqim. Sirata al-lazina an'amta alayhim. Ghayri al-maghdubi alayhim. Walad dalleen. Ameen. In the name of Allah, the most compassionate, the most merciful, all praise is for Allah, Lord of all worlds, the most compassionate, the most merciful, master of, master of the day of judgment. You alone we worship and you alone we ask for help. Guide us along the straight path, the path of those you have blessed, not those, who are dis- who, those you are displeased with or those who are astray. <coughs> Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. This has been a long time coming. We made a promise in Ramadan that we would continue, uh, but we took a break, alhamdulillah. And now we will resume, inshallah, tabaraka wa ta'ala, aiming to have a slightly more uh, a different approach. Uh, whereas in Ramadan, because of uh, lack of time, we were trying to summarize and touch on the major themes of each surah. Whereas now, inshallah, we have ample time. And so what we will do is uh, go through uh, the tafsir of the Qur'an. I cannot do it justice because of uh, you know, my command of English uh, in, 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 in comparison to uh, Arabic. And so translating everything that is found is taf- in tafsir, even if you are just reading from tafsir, is extremely difficult. But inshallah, we aim to um, first gather in order to recite the verses of Qur'an, recite revelation that has been sent as guidance and mercy and a cure for the different ailments and sicknesses of the heart. And Rasulullah was asked about the time of fitan, trials and tribulations. How do we protect ourselves? How do we protect our iman in the time of fitna? And he said, hold on to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it is the truth uh, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the truth that cannot be overcome by falsehood. And so, can somebody close the door? <coughs> it cannot be overcome by falsehood. And so the, 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 the greater uh, amount of truth we have in our lives, the more Quran we have in our lives, the more... Uh, obedience we will have, the, closest, the closer we will be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the further away we will be from the fitan and the trials and tribulations that are uh, challenging the iman of the believers. Rasulullah uh, informs us in the hadith that whenever a group of people gather in one of the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, i.e. one of the masajid, they recite the Qur'an and they discuss its meanings. إِلَّا نَزَلَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ السَّكِينَةِ Tranquility descends on them. Some ulama have interpreted that to be Iman increases. And the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses them or uh, surrounds them. And so one of the signs of this rahmah is that when the people gather for the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the remembrance of Allah, uh, when they stand to leave, uh, an angel calls out, Qumu maghfuran lakum, stand uh, in a state that all of your sins have been forgiven and replaced with good deeds. Qad buddilat sayyiatikum hasanat. 
And so even if you don't take anything in the gathering other than that, uh, it is a great blessing and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, and the angels also surround them. And so when you are in the company of angels, you're uh, you, you rubbing the, the, the qualities of uh, the angels rub on us. And the main quality of angels is that they obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do as he commands and they do not disobey him or they do not sin. And the greatest blessing of all is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions every individual in that gathering by name in the company of angels. And so this is what, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honoring uh, the human being and the believer by taking his or her name in the pres presence of, of angels. We are insignificant, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises our status because of our association with the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Surah Al-Fatiha, we've sort of, you know, most of us will know the meanings that it begins by uh, taking the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lord of the worlds, the most, uh, most, uh, the, the most compassionate, the most merciful. Rahman is uh, mercy to all of his creation, believer and non-believer. And then Rahim is specific. This is one meaning, Rahim is specific. The, the mercy to the believers that uh, will be received on the day of of Qiyam Maliki Yawmiddin, the owner of the Day of Judgment, or the King Maliki Yawmiddin, the King of the Day of Judgment, in particular because uh, in this world many people claim uh, kingship uh, and have kingdoms, uh, but on the Day of Qiyamah, uh, Allah subhanahu wa will call to whom belongs the kingdom today, Lillahi al Wahid al Qahar, it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one, the subduer. This is our relationship with Allah. We worship you, and in order to worship you, we ask for your help. Right. So you cannot worship Allah without the help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise, that we worship you, uh, fulfill your, your right upon us, because Rasulullah uh, asked Mu'adh radiallahu anhu, what is the right of Allah upon his servants? And what is the right of the servant upon Allah? And Sallallahu responded that the right of Allah upon his servants is that they worship him and do not associate any partners with him. And the right of the servants is that Allah Subh'anaHu protects them from, from hellfire and grant them, grants them entry into paradise. So guide us to the straight path. This is our most important need. You know, the human being has many needs. Oxygen, food, water, all of these things are your needs. But your greatest need is what? The need of hidayah and guidance. For the one who receives hidayah and guidance, uh, even if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes every other blessing from this person, this person is successful. And the one who is deprived of hidayah and guidance, even if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers them with all possible blessings other than hidayah and guidance, then these people, uh, this person will be we be at loss, uh, and so uh, guide us to the straight path, the path of those who have earned your pleasure, and amta alayhim, or, or uh, those whom you have blessed, and amta alayhim. Uh, and this is described in another verse. فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَلَّ Those who obey Allah and the Messenger will be in the company 
of those whom have been blessed by Allah, minan nabiyyin, i.e. prophets, was siddiqeen, and siddiq is uh, people of high level, high degree of iman, was shuhadai, and martyrs, was salihin, and righteous, wahasuna ulaika rafiqa, and that is the best company. And we seek protection from what? Going astray. Like those who have earned the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those who uh, have gone uh, astray, have been misled by shaitan. So uh, one is the one who turns or who rebels against Allah with knowledge. This person is maghdubi alayh. Although they are all astray. But the one who recognizes and rejects, this is maghdub. And dhalleen are those who are being just misled by shaitan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us understanding. Then, following that, the second surah of the Quran, surah al-Baqarah, that is a madani surah, the longest surah of the Quran. We've previously said that some ulama say that in surah al-Baqarah there is a thousand khabar, pieces of information. And a thousand amr, one thousand command, and a thousand nahi, one thousand prohibition or uh, nahi is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us to refrain from something. It is a madani surah um, without any sort of uh, differences of, of opinion. And it begins with al huruf al muqatta'at, the letters alif, lam, mim, yasin. Mim. Whenever we come across these letters, we say what? Allahu a'lamu bimuradih. It's knowledge and it's the, the, the meanings of these letters are only known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنْ عِلْمِهِ إِلَّا بِمَا شَاءٍ You cannot encompass the knowledge of Allah. You will be given your share of knowledge. And other than that, it stays with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so partly in this, Although most of the, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, can easily be understood, very simple language that can be understood. Uh, but you have these letters that remind us that the relationship of the servant with Allah, with the master, is that we submit ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if you do not understand those letters, it is from Quran and you believe in them that they are from Quran and you say Allah knows of their meaning, alif, lam, mim. Allah says, This is the book. There is no doubt about it. No doubt about it. No doubt that it is from Allah. But also, some ulama have said, the tafsir of it, means, oh you who believe, do not doubt that it is from Allah. It is um, a guide for those who are mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Muttaqun are the pious, the righteous. And so Quran will only be a guide for, not for all people, for some, those who are God conscious, those who are believers, those who are pious, those will be guided by the Quran. Actually, Quran can sometimes mislead people because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell us in verses uh, ahead that uh, certain parables and examples in the Quran are a cause for others to be misled. Uh, 
He guides many and he misleads many. So, this is the book. There is no doubt about it. A guide for those mindful of Allah. Who believe in the unseen. So, believe in Allah, believe in the angels, believe in prophets. All unseen, right? Because we have not seen. We haven't seen any of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Believe in scriptures, believe in the day of judgment, believe in the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is belief in the unseen. Those who believe in the unseen establish prayer, the greatest command and obligation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And donate from what we have provided for them. Spend from what we have provided for them. This includes zakah, which is an uh, obligation on the Muslim. But it also includes the spending on family members and uh, those who are under your care. Those who believe in what has been revealed to you, O Prophet. And what was revealed before you. The Muslim believes in we believe in all revelation received by the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do not differentiate between them. We do not say, this is from Allah, this is not from Allah. All anbiya received revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what was revealed before you. And have sure faith in the hereafter. Certainty in the hereafter. Akhirah begins with what? The day of Qiyamah. And in between dunya and akhirah, you have barzakh, which is the time in the grave. Following that, it is akhirah. The steps of akhirah is what? Resurrection, gathering. We've, we've gone over this so many times. Resur- resurrection, gathering, then? Standing, awaiting the, the beginning of judgment. Then what happens? Receiving of records. Ya Allah, we are all going there. We need to know. <laughs> Uh, we need to know the stops, the stations, right? Receiving of books, after receiving of records, what happens? Hisab first. Hisab, you stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Mizan, the scales, the weighing of deeds, then? Sarat, then? Jannah or Jahannam. Okay. So resurrection, coming out of the graves. Gathering people ushered to the place of? Judgment and then the standing. This is the third point. You stand and wait for the judgment to begin Then the books or the records are Sent down and people receive their records of deeds in the right hand or left hand following that is Every individual is summoned before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fulan ibn Fulan come appear before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everyone Everyone has to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as for the one who fears standing before his Lord. This is why the day of Qiyamah is 50,000 years. You know, can you imagine right now 7 billion people. If you give you know, 15 minutes, half an hour to each, each of these people, how much time? And you are not going to cover their life in, in this space of half an hour. And so how long it will take for the entire humanity to appear before Allah and then entire jinn that are greater number than humanity to appear before Allah. And everyone is waiting, standing, waiting for their turn until your name is called Fulan ibn Fulan. So, 
so and so son of so and so come forward appear before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then after that you go to the scales there is no injustice your deeds are weighed right if your uh, your good deeds are weightier and heavier than your sins then you enter paradise if your sins are heavier than your good deeds then after the mizan is what crossing over the sirat the bridge that extends over hellfire and Allah says everyone will come across hellfire he says in, in a verse, Surah You will see every nation down on its knees. That when the angels, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands the angels to bring Jahannam forward, and it comes 70,000 angels, 70,000 leashes, each leash held by 70,000 angels, and it roars. Rasulullah says, When Jahannam roars, no angel. No prophet, no messenger, no human, everyone on their knees. And had Jahannam been released, it will take up all humanity, everyone, because everybody is a sinner. And seeing the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it wants to avenge, you know, take revenge for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then once you have crossed, if you are successful in your crossing and you've crossed the, that, then there is what? There is no other place other than paradise. But if you fail to cross, then you fall into the pits of hellfire. We ask Allah to protect us from this. Um, have sure faith in the hereafter. See, we don't have faith in the hereafter. We have knowledge of the hereafter. It's all here. But it hasn't been transferred completely to the heart. We know the hereafter because we learned it when we were Young, amen to Billah, right? We know we were taught uh, Jahannam, Jannah, Jahannam, very young age. So we know, we don't, we don't, we don't believe with certainty because it would, would be insane to, you know, uh, completely with no no doubt believe in paradise and not do the deeds of paradise, or believe in hellfire and not stay away from the deeds of hellfire that lead to hellfire. And so have sure faith in the hereafter. It is they who are truly guided by their Lord. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they are truly guided. But does that mean they don't need more guidance? They need more guidance. They are guided by their Lord. Those who believe in the unseen, establish prayer, spend. Establishing prayer, it symbolizes or takes under it all the worship that is due to Allah. Prayer, fasting, hajj, you know, all, all comes under yuqimuna salah. Yu'tuna zakah is all the rights of people. All the rights of people. Obedience to parents, good relationship with spouse, you know, uh, care for the children. All of this comes under yu'tuna zakah. Fulfilling the rights of Allah, yuqimuna salah. Yu'tuna zakah or mimma razaqnahum yunfiqoon is fulfilling the rights of mankind. And they have sure faith in the hereafter. It is they who are truly guided by their Lord. And it is they who will be successful. So the opening verses of Surah Al-Baqarah, 
describes because Surah Al-Baqarah is revealed in Medina and the Medinan society comprises of three categories of people you have what? Mu'minun, Sahaba Rasulullah Muhajirin, Ansar they're all one, one group of people the second group are Yahud Ahlul Kitab they are disbelievers and the third is Munafiqeen and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins Surah Al-Baqarah by describing the believers they say the four verses are about the believers from Hudan Lil-Muttaqeen until Ulaikahumul Muflihun then two two verses about the disbelievers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا سَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ as for those who persist in disbelief it is the same whether you warn them or not they will not they will never believe this is what the disbelievers of Ahlul Kitab the Yahud of Medina Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when they persist in belief they have received they have recognized but they deny and they reject Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does uh, about them he says it is the same whether you warn them or not they will never believe la yu'minun why because belief is belongs to Allah and if Allah says somebody will not believe they will not believe end of story right look at the example of Abu Lahab Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said revelation came that he will be in hellfire if he had any sense he would have done what refuted the claim of Rasulullah that this is revelation from Allah by saying I believe and so if I believe I cannot be in hellfire <laughs> but Allah destined for some to believe and there is nothing you can do about it and for some to disbelieve and there is nothing you can do about it Allah says to the messenger you cannot guide them, those whom you whom you love Allah has sealed their hearts and their hearing Allah has sealed their hearts and their hearing they cannot perceive the truth and guidance they will not hear the truth and guidance and their sight is covered in a verse Allah says they will see signs miracles they will not believe they will see the path of righteousness they will not take it they will see the path of evil and they will tread on it why because their sight have have been covered they will suffer a tremendous punishment. Allah says, they will suffer. Why? Because they have recognized the truth and denied it. Recognized that it is from Allah, but refused to accept. Out of pride. And so this is the second group. And then you have the third group, the munafiqoon. This is exclusive to Medina. Whenever you, ha- you hear munafiqeen, you have munafiqeen in this surah, and then you have munafiqeen in surah to munafiqoon. <laughs> and then you have munafiqeen in surah to tawbah. Allah mentions al-munafiqoon wal munafiqatu. Anyway, any surah where you hear munafiqeen, it is a Medina surah. Why? Because this phenomena only, only was in only in Medina 
in Mecca, you did not have people who claimed belief and were disbelievers. What you had is people who were believers, but they claimed to be disbelievers. <laughs> that you have. Not claimed, but they were hiding their belief. Right? So in Mecca, you only have pure believers or believers who are true believers, but they're not showing it. They're pretending to be disbelievers so that they can protect themselves from the punishment. In Medina, you have true believers, clear believers, clear disbelievers, and then the munafiqeen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about the munafiqeen, he says, I know this, uh, these verses are not revealed. You know, you'd say, well, that's Medina, what has it to do with this? No, there will always be munafiqeen. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through these verses, he describes the munafiqun so that we can take account of ourselves. Do we have any of these qualities of nifaq? Number one. Number two, so that we realize the harm that can come to the Muslim ummah through the munafiqin. So Allah is warning that they will make claims, but actually their intentions are opposite to their claims. So he says, um, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ There are some who say we believe in Allah and the last day, yet they are not true believers. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us true believers. Allah says they claim. And so, you know, the claim has no, no effect on Allah. Claim what you want. He is what? aware of what is in the hearts. About the munafiqun, Allah says in the Quran, إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ When the munafiqun come, they say, we testify that you are the messenger of Allah. Allah says, وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُهُ Allah knows that you are his messenger. وَاللَّهُ يَشْهَدُ إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ لَكَاذِبُونَ And Allah testifies that the munafiqin are lying in their claim. So they claim to believe in Allah and the last day. But they are not true believers. They seek to deceive Allah. Allah. They seek to do what? Deceive Allah and the believers. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, They will take oaths by Allah in front of Allah, seeking to... You know, this is the... the the case of a person that has lied so much that they believe their lies. Right? And they fooled everyone, so they think they, they can fool. They can fool Allah. Like Rasulullah said about Ya'juj and Ma'juj. When Ya'juj and Ma'juj come out at the end of time, Gog and Magog, right? they will destroy all the dwellers to what they see. Obviously, the believers will, will flee and will be in protection, but they will, to them, they have destroyed humanity. And so when they've done that, they target what? Their, their weapons towards the heaven. They say, we, we're done with the people of earth. Let's, let us do what? Let us now attack the people of heaven. And so this is a pride, you know, that the servant does what? The creator challenges, uh, the creation challenges the creator. Why? Because they're, you know, look at shaitan. Example of yukhadi'oon Allah. He says, yeah Allah, allow me to live until the day of Qiyamah. He says, you can. He says, well, now, now I'm going to lead them astray and take them all to hellfire. 
not realizing that Allah was already aware that he was going to ask for that permission and he's going to grant him that permission. And he cannot mislead without permission from Allah. And he cannot, he has no control over the true servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anyway, they seek to deceive Allah and the believers. Yet they only deceive themselves, but they fail to perceive it. They only deceive themselves. Why? Because they, are, they have come in contact with guidance. If they, وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا لَمَثُوبَةٌ مِّنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ They've come in contact with guidance. If they take and adopt that guidance, instead of the games they are playing, claiming to be believers, but not, not truly being believers, then they will benefit in this world and in the hereafter. Right now they are only benefiting in this world. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden and has made sacred the life, the wealth, the honor of every person that says La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. And this is what? This is only utterance with the tongue. You don't know what is in the heart. So their benefit in this world, how are they deceiving the believers? They're truly disbelievers in their hearts, but the believers will not do anything to them and they will count them from among the believers because they said La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. And so they do have some benefit that they are protected. They are not seen as an enemy. People will not look at them. They will uh, be away from the, the focus, not regarded as an enemy. But they are deceiving themselves because this benefit is only short-lived. And then when they return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they cannot ransom themselves. And they cannot claim belief there when Allah is aware of um, what is in the hearts. Allah says, there is sickness in their hearts, and Allah only lets their sickness increase. The sickness is a result of their choices and their attitude or dealing with the truth and revelation. And so they've made themselves sick. So they have sickness in their heart. And Allah increases them in the sickness because they continue to deny. And they continue to plot and plan against the believers. And the more they do so, the more Allah increases their sickness. And this is what Jaza'u min jinsil amal, they say. That when, when you are retributed with what? You're given, uh, 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 you're repaid with what you present. And so because they were never sincere with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a person is sincere with Allah, Allah is, Allah, Rasulullah said, Be truthful with Allah and Allah will be truthful to you. But if you seek to deceive Allah, then Allah will, well, you are the one who is going to be deceived. Because you think you are safe. And then when death comes, you realize that what? Now you are in eternal uh, doom. They will suffer a, a painful punishment for their lies. And actually the munafiq, inna al-munafiqeen Regarding the kafir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, walahum adabun azim, great punishment. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, painful punishment for their lies. And so munafiq is in the lowest pits of hellfire. Because at least the kafir was open about. They did not reap any benefit. 
They did not seek to deceive. Very clearly they said, well, actually we deny, we don't accept. So Allah says, you go to hellfire. But the munafiq who claims to be a believer yet not a believer, to reap some benefit in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places them in the lowest pits of hellfire. We ask protection from Allah. Now this is the warning. First Allah is telling us about the relationship between him and the munafiqun. They seek to deceive Allah and they're only deceiving themselves. And they, are, they have sickness so Allah increases them in sickness and they are going to have punishment. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when they are told do not spread corruption in the land, they reply we are only peacemakers. We're not seeking to corrupt. We're seeking to make peace. Specifically in Medina, we are trying to make peace between the mushrikeen of Mecca and Rasulullah and the people, the believers of Medina. Or we are seeking to make peace between the Yahud of Medina and the Muslims of Medina. Allah says, Indeed it, is, indeed, it is they who are corruptors, but they fail to perceive it. They fail to perceive it. And when they are told, believe as others believe, they reply, will we believe as the fools believe? Who do they mean by fools? Muslims, Sahaba. So these people are fools. Should we believe like them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ala innahum humus sufaha. Indeed, it is they who are fools, but they do not know. When they meet the believers, they say, We believe. But when alone with their evil associates, shayatinihim, with their leaders, right? Shaytan um, is uh, here, um, it, it, it doesn't mean that they, they meet with uh, the physical shaytan, Iblis himself. No, rather it means that their leaders, because the work of shaytan is to misguide, and these leaders of evil are misguiding. They are leaders in misguidance. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them the name shayateen. Right? We are definitely with you. We are only mocking. Allah will throw their mockery back at them, leaving them to continue wandering blindly in their defiance. They are the ones who trade guidance for misguidance. They trade guidance for misguidance. They give guidance away and they take misguidance. This trade uh, is profitless and they are not rightly guided. Okay, let me have a quick look. Imam Ibn Kathir, rahmatullah alayhi, um, he says that guidance and success is exclusive to the believers. This is why Allah says, Only those are guided from their Lord, by their Lord. Nobody else is guided other than these described. And only those are the successful ones. There is nobody else that is successful other than the people that have these qualities of, of the believers. He also uh, defines nifaq, nifaq hypocrisy. He says hypocrisy is to make goodness to appear 
in an image of goodness and to hide evil. Right? And nifaq has, he says, uh, nifaq has two different categories. One is nifaq, hypocrisy in belief. This is the person who says, I am Muslim, but in the heart they are non-Muslim. They are only saying, I am Muslim in order to achieve something, a worldly benefit. You know. This is known as nifaq i'tiqadi. Nifaq in faith. This person will remain, will be in the lowest pits of hellfire and will remain in hellfire eternally. And this person is worse than the kafir. And then you have nifaq, amali, hypocrisy in action. So this is a different type of hypocrite. In his heart, he's a believer, he's a Muslim. But he claims to be a Muslim, but does actions against Islam. Right? And Sallallahu Alaihi tells us, you know, the, the signs of the hypocrite. We all know this hadith. What are they? When he speaks, he lies. And? When he makes a promise, he breaks his promise. Yeah, he, when he's entrusted, he betrays the trust. And the last one? When he quarrels, he is vulgar. Yeah, no, he uses foul language. Okay. So Rasulullah said that anyone who has all four of these qualities is a real munafiq. And anyone who has one of these qualities has a quality of nifaq in him. Right? Okay. So we said the definition of munafiq is what? The one who? No. The one who, nifaq is what? To appear in a good form, hiding bad and evil inside. Right? And in sharia, it is to claim belief when you are hiding disbelief inside. Okay. And so then he uh, tells us that nifaq actually began in, in Medina because there was nothing to gain in Mecca. The Muslims were being persecuted. <laughs> If you say you are Muslim, you have nothing to gain other than punishment. Right? So nobody was, you know, uh, claiming to be a Muslim in Mecca while being a disbeliever. But in Medina, there was, especially the leader of the Munafiqeen, Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul. You have to remember this name. Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul was going to be made king over Aws and Khazraj before the advent of Rasulullah or the coming of Rasulullah to Medina. When Rasulullah came to Medina, the Aus and Khazraj forgot about him <laughs> because Rasulullah resolved all of the problems even better than they expected. So what happened is this, this person was seeking to become king. And so he said, well, I can't do that. If the majority of Aus and Khazraj had accepted Muhammad as a messenger, then you know, initially he stayed quiet and hidden, but when Rasulullah Allah gave him victory in the Battle of Badr, then he went full on supporting Rasulullah outwardly. Yes. Yes. 
Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul. He's known as the leader of the Munafiqeen. Allahu Akbar. Uh, the meaning of sickness is doubt. When Allah says in their hearts is what? Sickness. They doubt revelation. So they are the opposite of the believer. The believer is what? He has firm belief, Allah says. They have certain faith. You know, there's no doubt. And Allah says, لا ريب فيه. He should not doubt the Quran. The munafiq doubts the Quran. The disbeliever rejects the Quran completely. Right? So the sickness in their heart is actually doubt. Because in another place, Allah says, They believed and then disbelieved. So their initial stage, they actually believed, some of them. They were Muslim. But then they disbelieved. They were led astray by the shayateen. And so they disbelieved after having believed. And this is important. Why? Because Allah is going to give two examples of the munafiqeen. And so um, when Allah says in their hearts, there is what? Sickness, it means doubt. And one of the Mufassirin said that this is a sickness, uh, a spiritual sickness. It does not mean uh, a physical sickness, uh, obviously. And so Allah increased their sickness, meaning they had evil intentions and had evil in their hearts. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increased their evil. قَالَ شَرًّا إِلَىٰ شَرِّهِمْ and they intended misguidance and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increased their misguidance. Dalalatan ila dalalatin. When it is said to them, La tufsidu fil ard. Do not cause mischief and corruption on earth. What is the meaning of corruption? Disbelief and sinning. And so, uh, anyone who disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is causing what? Corruption on earth. The greater the, 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 the disobedience, the greater the corruption. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ظَهَرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِي النَّاسِ That corruption on earth is what is caused by the doing of people, the actions of people. Why? Because the relationship, there is a relationship between deeds and decisions from Allah. And so if you have good deeds ascending, then you have good decisions descending from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ آمَنَوا وَاتَّقَوْ لَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ If the people of the villages or the towns believed and were righteous or pious, Allah says, we would have opened doors of blessings. Doors of blessings from the heavens and those of blessings from of the earth. And so when you do good deeds, and this is as individuals but also as uh, an ummah and a society. As an individual, the deeds that 
you know, if you have good deeds ascending, then you are going to have good, good decisions coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and good state and good situations. But if you have sins ascending, then you have the bad decisions and difficulties. For one of two reasons. Either Allah is trying to cleanse you, either Allah is trying to bring you back around, or either Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you punishment in this world before the next. One of those reasons. But anyway, um, you know, also as an ummah, if the majority of the deeds or actions of the ummah are righteous, then the state of the ummah changes to security, blessing, mercy. And if the majority of the actions of the ummah is what? Evil. Then Allah removes security, He moves, removes peace, removes mercy, He removes tranquility. And then you are in a state of punishment and difficulty and hardship. قال يعني لا لا تعصوا في الأرض لا تفسدوا في الأرض أي لا تعصوا do not disobey Allah because everything else is obeying Allah سبحانه وتعالى and the world is what in a perfect harmonious system right everything is working fine the only one that doesn't is what the human and the jinn they are the ones who cause corruption قالوا أتجعل فيها من يفسد فيها Said, Ya Allah, are you going to angels when Allah is going to say that I'm going to uh, create uh, Adam and a vicegerent representative? Said, Ya Allah, are you going to create Man Yufsidu Fiha? The one who is going to cause corruption on earth. I disobey. He says, Yani la ta'asufil ard, do not disobey Allah on earth. لِأَنَّهُ مَنْ عَصَى اللَّهَ فِي الْأَرْضِ The one who disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on earth or in the heavens, they are corrupting the earth and the heavens. Right? This is why when Iblis did what? When Iblis and Adam, they disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said what? اِهْبِطَى مِنْهَا جَمِيعًا Descend, go back down to earth. Go down to, to earth. Because Iblis came from earth. He was on earth first. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevated him. So he was in the company of angels. When he disobeyed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Now you do what? Return to the earth. أولئك الذين اشتروا الضلالة بالهدى أي أخذوا الضلالة they took, they took misguidance Those are the ones Allah says they traded misguidance with guidance أي they took misguidance and they traded in and gave guidance وتركوا الهدى they gave up guidance آمنوا ثم كفروا they believed and then disbelieved they recognized guidance and recognized misguidance and they were given a choice so they took misguidance 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمَا رَبِحَ تِجَارَتُهُمْ Meaning this trade uh, uh, and this, this deal of theirs was not successful. And they were not guided. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the example of the munafiqin. Up to this point, I think, although we made some comments and what have you, um, you know, it's fairly, you know, if you read the translation, you can understand it for, for yourself. The two examples that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to mention here, they are, they are in need of tafsir. Why? Because they are parables and examples in the Arabic language. When you translate them, you lose the meaning. Allah says, مَثَلُهُمْ كَمَثَلِ الَّذِي اسْتَوْقَدَ نَارًا Their example is that of someone who kindles a fire. Kindles a fire. Lights a fire. The one who lights a fire has no fire of his own. He doesn't have fire, but he goes to somebody to light the fire. So this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, these munafiqeen received some iman from the believers. So this fire is the fire of iman. The light of Iman. Istawqadanara. Right? And that, that is borrowed from what? The true believers, the Sahaba. مَثَلُهُمْ كَمَثَلِ الَّذِي اسْتَوْقَدَنَارَ فَلَمَّا أَضَاءَتْ مَا حَوْلَهُ When it lights up all around them, because this is the... Iman does what? Enlightens your life. Right? You understand your purpose. It, you know, makes the path very clear, shows you the path. This is where you're going. This is the path to Allah. This is the path to paradise. This is the path to hellfire. So it lights up. Lights up all around them. ذهب الله بنورهم Allah takes away their light. So they have, now they have no light. وَتَرَكَهُمْ فِي ظُلُمَاتٍ لَا يُبْصِرُونَ Leaving them in complete darkness. Unable to see. Allah said what? They are the, their example is that of someone who kindles a fire. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah takes away their light. He doesn't say Allah takes away their fire. Why? Why? Because they're going to end up in hellfire. And the hellfire of Akhirah is what? It is not light, it is dark. So Allah says, Allah has taken the light from them. They're still in fire. They still have the fire. They're going to have the fire, Naru Jahannam. But Naru Jahannam is what? Intense in heat, but it has no light. It is darkness upon darkness. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِذَا أَخْرَجَ يَدَهُ لَمْ يَكَدْ يَرَاهَا That the dwellers of hellfire cannot see their own limbs inside the hellfire. And so you see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, gives this example. He says that ex the example of the munafiq is like a person who doesn't have a light, doesn't have fire, and he goes and kindles a fire from somebody else. They have taken some iman from the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, because they were not truthful, and they were not sincere, and they're seeking misguidance, Allah took away that iman through which they are able to perceive. What is left for them? Only the fire, the heat of the fire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, um, Let's continue and then we'll, we'll, we'll have a discussion right at the end about this because we'll, we'll, inshallah, end with these two examples. God takes away their light, leaving them in complete darkness. 
unable to see. What did we say? If they see guidance, they can't recognize it. They're not able to see. This is not the sight of the eyes. Obviously, they can see physically. Their heart cannot, does not see anymore. They are willfully deaf, dumb, and blind. So they will never return to the right path. They will never return. They were on the path for a brief moment. But they chose to move away from it. And so Allah says, now they will not return. This is one example. Then Allah says, Or their example is like a group of people that, who are caught in a, in a rainstorm. In a rainstorm from the sky with darkness, thunder, and lightning. This is another example of the munafiqun. And Mufassirin here say, they have a difference of opinion. Some say, Allah is describing two types of munafiqin. One is major munafiqin, the chiefs of munafiqin, the leading, leader hypocrites. Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul, and there were 12, 13 of them, leaders. So you have leaders and followers. And so they said, there are two examples. The first example is of the the leading munafiqun. Allah says, they are summun, bukmun, umyun. They will never return to the right path. And the second example is of the munafiqin who are following. And so their hypocrisy is lesser than the hypocrisy of the leaders. Other mufassirin say, no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave one example and the second example. He says, take this one or this one. Both of them are describing the same group of people, munafiqeen. Anyway, their example is that of people who are caught in a rainstorm from the sky with darkness, thunder, and lightning. So you have rainstorm, darkness, lightning, and thunder. They press their fingers into their ears at the sound of every thunderclap for fear of death. Allah encompasses the disbelievers by His might. It is as if the lightning were about to snatch away their sight. Whenever lightning strikes, they walk in its light. But when darkness covers them, they stand still. Had Allah willed, He could have taken away their hearing and sight. Surely Allah is most capable of everything. It is as if the lightning were about to snatch away their sight. This lightning that is occurring to this group of people in the middle of the rainstorm, it is almost snatching away their, their sight. When lightning strikes, they walk in its light. When darkness covers them, they stand still. Had Allah willed, He could have taken away their hearing and their sight. Surely, Allah is most capable of everything. 
this example Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says أو كصيب من السماء Rain, uh, 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 what did we translate it as? A rainstorm from the sky with darkness. Darkness symbolizes disbelief. Darkness symbolizes what? Disbelief of the munafiqeen in their heart. Volumat. Aw kasayibin. Sayyib is matar. Mina sama. Fihi volumatun. Their disbelief. Waradun. Thunder. This is verses of warning. Wabarq. This is one tafsir. Verses of warning. And barq are. Verses of promise. Yeah. And so they, they are afraid. So the thunder and lightning represents Quran and revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, They do what? They place their fingers in their ears because they don't want to hear what? Quran. Because they fear death. What is death here? Huh? They fear to become believers, true believers. Right? And so their example is that they, are, they have come across revelation, but because they are, as Allah says, Willfully, they are deaf, uh, uh, deaf, blind, and dumb. They're not able to recognize the truth. So where the truth is supposed to be beneficial for them, they are, they are afraid of it. And so they place what? Their fingers in their ears. Further on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, You know, this, every time the lightning strikes, they walk in it. And when lightning disappears, they stand still. They can't walk anymore because they can't see the path. Some ulama say this is the state of the munafiq on the day of Qiyamah. Because Allah subhanahu wa says that يَوْمَ تَرَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ يَسْعَى نُورُهُمْ بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَبِأَيْمَانِهِمْ that on the day of Qiyamah, you will see the believing men and the believing women, their light shining ahead of, beaming. Ahead of them. Uh, you know, the narration says that a person will have light like what? Like a mountain, the size of a mountain ahead, you know. Full beams. He can see everything as he's crossing over hellfire. And the one with least light, the narration says, it's like a person that has a little torch in their finger and it flickers. You know, sometimes it comes on, sometimes it, is, it goes off. Depending on your deeds. And so the munafiqeen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they will have no light. And they will say to the believers, what? We have no light, wait for us. Wait for us. And so this is the meaning 
in the previous verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they seek to deceive Allah and the believers, they are only deceiving themselves. But they do not know. When will they know? On the day of Qiyamah. When the believers are walking with light ahead of them and they're crossing over hellfire and they will come and say, Alam nakum we were with you in the world. <coughs> Allow us to benefit from your light. What will the believers say? Go back to the world and get your light from there, your nur from there. We cannot share our nur with anyone. There's no permission from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَكَادُ الْبَرْقُ يَخْطَفُ أَبْصَارَهُمْ That whenever lightning strikes, it is almost like it's going to take their eyesight away. Due to the intensity of, of that light and the weakness of their insight. And so whenever there is, actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, in, in a verse of um, When a verse of the Quran is revealed Then the munafiqin say Oh, whose faith has Whose iman has increased because of this verse Allah says Those who truly believe that the believers, whenever Quran was revealed, their iman was increasing. Allah says, As for those who have sickness in their heart, meaning the munafiqeen, whenever a verse was revealed, it has the opposite effect because they have no insight. And so the iman does not increase. Actually, their disbelief and their doubt increases. When a verse is revealed, they look, is there anyone who is looking at us? And then they do what? They flee. Allah says, Allah has turned away their hearts. Other Mufassirin said, يَكَادُ الْبَرْقُ يَخْطَفُ أَبْصَارَهُمْ أي يَكَادُ مُحْكَمُ الْقُرْآنِ يَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ عَوْرَاتِ الْمُنَافِقِينَ That Qur'an is doing what? Revealing the secrets of the munafiqeen. This is, the, this is why they are so afraid of it. It is like lightning to them. Because whenever a revelation comes, it does what? It reveals the secrets. Of the munafiq. They are afraid. Actually, Allah describes them in the Quran, uh, in, a so in, in the surah. يَحْسَبُونَ كُلَّ صَيْحَةٍ عَلَيْهِمْ Every time there's a cry or a shout, they think they are concerned. You know, whenever there's preparation, oh, there is, you know, a cry of preparation for war, they think that they are the target. Huh? 
Allah Azza wa Jalla says, "Yahdhar al-munafiqun an tunazzal alayhim suratun tunabbihum bima fi qulubihim." That the munafiqin are afraid of a surah that will be revealed, that will denounce and will reveal what is in their hearts. Qul istahzi'u, say continue with your mockery. Inna Allah mukhrijun ma tahdharun. Allah will expose your fears. And so this shows that Allah is truthful in his claim. They believed. They understood the truth. It's not like the disbeliever who said, I, I, I don't believe in this. This is all false. It is sihrun mubin. It is just uh, magic. No. Because if they did not believe that it's truly from Allah, then why, why would they be afraid that Allah is going to reveal what? Their secrets. If they believed that it was like the mushrikeen, they said, oh no, Muhammad is just making it up. The munafiqeen did not have that. They knew it's coming from Allah. Why? They saw the help of Allah with Rasulullah They lived with Rasulullah And so like we said, when Badr took place, they saw the help of Allah with Rasulullah They understood that this person is what? Protected by Allah. And revelation is coming from Allah. And this is why it is frightening for them. The way lightning will frighten a person, revelation of Quran is frightening to the munafiq. This um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, like uh, one of the Mufassirin, Abdullah ibn Abbas, he says, Kullama asaba you know because they are some of them are clear disbelievers some of them are in doubt sometimes they believe sometimes they don't believe you know and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says describes this he says sometimes they have this light light of iman so they can see and they walk on it meaning they they are on iman and then sometimes it is taken away from them and they are in doubt and darkness. And so the Abdullah ibn Abbas says, Kullama asaba al-munafiqeena min izzi al-islam itma'annu ilayh. Whenever the munafiqeen benefited from the honor of Islam, they did what? They felt this peace towards Islam and connection to Islam. Wa'idha asaba al-islama nakbatun qamu liyarji'u ila al-kufr. And when Islam was attacked and harmed, they did what? They turned to the kuffar. And so they are seeking what? Huh? They're, not, they're not interested in guidance. They're just looking at their well-being. And so Allah describes them in other places of the Quran. He says, when you are victorious, they come to you and say, look, we supported you, we were with you. <laughs> and when when the kuffar are, have some victory, they go to them, they say, oh, didn't we help you in uh, gaining the victory? So all they are concerned about is themselves. They're not concerned with Allah, not akhirah, not guidance. All they're concerned about is we want to be safe. And so it is what? <coughs> this is why they are in the lowest pits of hellfire. The munafiq is more cowardly than the kafir. Because at least the kuffar came on the day of Badr. They said, come on, let's, let's fight. And then they lost Badr. They came back again in Uhud. Said, okay, let's have another one. And then they came back again. Munafiqeen never came out against Rasulullah Sallallahu 
cowards. Why? Because they're only concerned with that safety. And Allah doesn't guarantee your safety. Sahaba went through, some were martyred, some were punished, persecuted. There's no safety in this world. You will be tested, Allah says. You are nobody is safe from test. Rasulullah was not safe. He got pelted in, 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 in Taif. Nobody is safe. If you're looking for safety, then you, you are going to be what? This is why some, some of the Salihin said that if you, are, if you are a scholar or a person that gives religious rulings and fatwa and everybody is happy with you, be careful. <laughs> Maybe you are munafiq. Because people were not always happy with what Rasulullah had to say. And so if, if people are always happy with the ruling that you are giving them and they're never questioning it and mashallah, mashallah, they say, be careful, maybe you are doing what? You are changing it, the rulings in order to please people. You're giving them what they like to hear. No. And this is why Sahaba said, we, we pledged allegiance to obey in what? In good and bad time. When we like it, when we dislike it. Because truth does not always go in accordance to your desire. Actually, more often than not, it's going to go against your desire. Truth. Revelation is going to go against your desire. Against what you want. But that is the test. And if you adopt that, then, um, then you, you gain salvation and protection from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. كُلَّمَا أَضَاءَ لَهُمْ مَشَوْ فِيهِ وَإِذْلَا أَضْلَمَ عَلَيْهِمْ قَامُوا Abdullah ibn Abbas also said, they recognize truth and they speak the truth. And so, in terms of their speech, they are upon truth. But then, despite communicating truth and claiming that they are Muslim and claiming belief, they return to this belief. And so this is what Allah subhanahu wa says, that sometimes they are in light and sometimes they are in darkness. So when they are making this claim, although they are only claims, but they are truthful claims. As in uh, uh, claims of truth. Yeah? That Allah is one and the messenger is, uh, Muhammad sallallahu is his messenger. So this is what just uh, like the, the lightning. A little light. And then they go back to their original state of disbelief, darkness. And so he says, Imam Ibn Kathir will end with this. That is how the munafiqeen will be on the day of Qiyamah. When people are granted nur, to cross over, is it time for Adhan? Is it? Okay. When people are given nor to cross over, hellfire. And so uh, some uh, will be given a great deal of light um, and others will be given a smaller amount of light depending on their, on their deeds. And he says, وَمِنْهُمْ فَيَمْشِي عَلَى الصِّرَاطِ تَارَةً وَيَقِفُ تَارَةً أُخْرَى So the one with weak light, he's walking on the sirat as long as the light is shining. 
And then when the light stops shining, he stops. And then the light comes back, returns, and then he continues to walk on the Sirat. And others, that that light completely disappears. And so this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allahu yastahzi'u bihim. Allah does what? Mocks them. So they will begin crossing the Sirat with a little light. And then it will disappear. And they will fall into the pits of hellfire. And that is what Allah yastahzi'u bihim. They're seeking to deceive Allah. Allah is deceiving them. Allah is making mockery out of them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us understanding and to enable us to uh, fully understand the messages of the Quran and to live our lives accordingly. Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanakallah, bihamdi, kanashabu, Allah,